Uh, chapter 21 of Acts and verse 17. And when we would come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. And the day following, Paul went into the, in with us unto James, and all the elders were present. And we had saluted them, he declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, Thou seest, brothers, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe, and there are also jealous of the law. And they informed uh, thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to wa uh, walk after customs. Now let me say this, there's, there's no telling how many ministries uh, that have gotten sidetracked uh, by loose lips. And you heard that term, loose lips, sinking ships. We, military, we use that term all the time. Many people will hear something about someone or about some church, and, and they don't really check in on it, and when they just run with it, just run with what they hear. And we see there was Paul's ministry. They said, you don't have to circumcise your children. To, and they said, forsake Moses' law. That's not what Paul said. Paul said you don't have to circumcise to be saved. Paul said he loved the law. The law is the schoolmaster brought him under the grace. Paul says you don't have to be saved to come to church, but it helps to gather yourself and fellowship. And so they just got this stuff and they built it up and information got all built up and all wrong. In verse 26, then Paul took the men and the next day purifying himself with them, entering into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the day's purification until the offering should be offered for every one of them. And when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews which were in Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people and laid hands on him, crying out, The men of Israel, help this is the man that teacheth all every man men everywhere against the people and the law and their grace and their place, and further brought Greeks also into the temple and had polluted this holy place. Paul is trying to straighten out what was happening in the earlier verses. He's trying to get them correct. I'm not changed. I'm not done anything. He's going to the temple. He's keeping his vows. And by doing this, what he's supposed to do as a Jew to show them that he's not trying to do away with, the, uh, with everything they're, they're uh, uh, trying to practice. He's not trying to do that. Now they think, think Paul brought uh, a Greek into the temple. He, he's brought a Gentile into the temple. No, he's on the outside. You read on down, it says, Thermotheus is on the outside. He's not on the inside. They, they didn't check into it. They didn't check whether it was true or not. They just ran with what they heard. And when that happens in ministries, it gets sidetracked. That, that's what happened with Paul. What he could have been doing, if you read early in the chapters, in earlier chapter 21, Paul had set his course straight ahead to go to Jerusalem, and the Holy Spirit and all these uh, God were trying to tell him, you don't need to go there, but Paul being the hard-headed he was, he was head straight toward Jerusalem. 
And he got sidetracked in his ministry. How many people you know would hurt say, I'm not going to that church no more because what they said about me. I think we all have heard that and we all can say that now. I'm telling you, even in this church, it is possible people can be informed of things that's not true. And instead of checking it out to see if it's true, they suppose it and run with it. Telling everybody they can. Look down in verse number 37. And as Paul was to be led into the castle, he said unto them, the chief captain, may I speak unto thee? Who the, he said, canest thou speak Greek? Now listen, he's trying to straighten things out. Now this is the chief captain. Art not thou the Egyptian? What? <laughs> Art thou the Egyptian which before these days made us up a uproar, lead us out into the wilderness 4,000 men that were uh, murderers? this come from see how they went from Paul to say hey, you're teaching false doctrine you brought a Gentile into the temple now you're a murderer and you're running out in the wheels and it was 4,000 men how, how can you wind up with this where did this come from first of all he's not an Egyptian he's not led 4,000 people out of the wilderness when you start eating up some bad information, listen to me, and you don't check it out, it will finally end up in left field somewhere. If you live long enough for Jesus, you're going to have to face this stuff. You're going to have to face this stuff. This will happen in your life. And I'm not just talking about in the world. I am talking about in the church. These things that happened to Paul in chapter 21, uh, and from chapter 21 all the way through to chapter 28, uh, it, it, it's all because what was said wasn't true. His ministry gets totally sidetracked of what it could have been because of people running around with the untruth instead of getting the truth of the matter. I want to say this and point it out here at church. See, so what is the point of this? We're here to worship the God, preach the Bible, seeing sinners get paid, saved, loving God's people, fellowshipping with God's people. But I know in church there are individuals they're not necessarily looking for the truth. They're looking to say what they want to say. To make themselves look good. And I'm telling you it is possible to get sidetracked in your ministry. Whatever your ministry may be. Based off what we're reading tonight. You say what do I do if I get here? This. What, 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 what do I do if someone comes to me and says something? Or if I've been a victim of someone saying something about me, what, what do I do? 
Something that somebody said about me is not true. But where I'm involved. Now let's just all be honest tonight. We all have been a victim of somebody saying something about us that's not been true. For we've all said something about somebody else that was not true too. Y'all better than me. I've, come on. You know you've said it. You know you've done it. So we always play the victim card, but we never realize that we are also the ones that's doing the saying that shouldn't be said. Amen. So what do, you, what do you do when you hear somebody say something about somebody in the church and, and you ought to be step back and say, wait a minute, something's wrong here. Something's wrong here. So what, how do you handle that situation? First of all, if you're a victim of stuff like this, get used to it. You know why Paul is not freaking out? Because he, 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 he's used to it by now. When Paul gets saved, he learned about this immediately. He gets saved and is trying to preach the gospel, live for the Lord. The church looks at him and says, you're not one of us. You, you're a killer. I, I remember what you did to my mama. I remember what you did to my daddy. Paul remembers what it was like. We find all throughout Paul's ministry, trial after trial, he, he, he's, he's lied on. Paul said in Romans 3.8, and not rather as we uh, slanderous report, and of some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come whose damnation is just. What he's saying is, they said we can live like the devil without grace of God and still come to you. Paul never said anything like that. Paul said not to frustrate the grace of God. Paul said to believe in, do not believe in vain words, but it, would, it didn't matter. There are some people who are going to say what they want to say no matter what you do. It was not just Paul they did this to. They did it to our Savior that was nailed to the cross for them. They said he did not pay taxes. He paid taxes. They said he was a wine babbler. He didn't drink wine. They said he was a drunkard. He wasn't a drunkard. They, they accused the Lord of casting out the devils by Beelzebub. That's not what he did. I'm telling you, if, if it happened to the Lord and it happened to Paul, the greatest Christian in the New Testament, how to endure it if the Lord, Savior, and Jesus went through this and all that, you and I, who are we? We're, we're no better. We're no good. But tonight I just want to make my mind up. I know this is going to happen. I know it's going to happen in the church, and I know it's going to be happening in that Christian world. 
Yes, and, I, and the Bible says, Yes, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall, shall suffer persecution. It's going to come. It's going to come. If we're all judged on the things we've done, we'll all be in hell. He'll be six feet under. But it's by the grace of God we've been given. We haven't been given what we deserve. Let me say it that way. We haven't been given what we deserve by the grace of God. So what do you say, preacher, when stuff like this happens, they got bad information. They, they are supposing on me. The, they come up with some wild, uh, juicy story on me. Just get used to it. I've been called everything in the sun. I've been told about, lied about, and preached. I'm telling you, just get used to it. I didn't get used to it first, but I had to learn to get used to it. People are going to say what people want to do, and then you can't change that. I, I can't change what they say, where they say it, and how they say it, but I can change what I do with it and how I act, react to it. And I'm, I'm just going to make my mind up, and that's what we all need to make our mind up. When you hear something like that, it's been said, and I know there's some people been said some things in this church. I know some people have been said on it, and it hurts. It hurts me. But we need to make our mind up. We're going to serve God. I'm going to keep on living for God. I'm going to keep on walking for God, no matter what they say. No matter what they do, I'm just going to keep on going on for God. Amen. Because if you let them tear you down and get you out of the church, they win, not you. Get used to this. It's going to happen. And I find out the reason why it happened because they're jealous of your faithfulness. Because it reflects back on them of their lack of faithfulness. And that's the reason why people just want to break, get it off of them and put it on somebody else. Oh, look at them. No, no. Get used to it. If you want to avoid the criticism, if you don't want nobody to say anything about you, then do nothing, say nothing, be nothing for God. Nobody ever say anything about you. But the moment you step up and start doing for something for God, they're coming after you. And you say, well, nobody in church like that. I, I, I know there's nobody in church like that. But there's other people may talk about you that knows you. And they want to destroy you. They want to destroy you. I had a preacher tell me one time when I started preaching, you ain't a preacher. Okay, I'm still preaching. If you let it get to you, it'll, it'll, it'll eat you up. It'll burn you up. I'm just telling you, it's the preventive medicine because I know things like happen. When I looked at that video, I said, man, Lord, don't ever let that happen in our church. I don't know. I'll tell you. It, it, we got to make sure we still live for God. If, now, let, let me say this now. Get used to this stuff. But if you're on the other side of the equation, you need to get some understanding about it. 
You need to get some understanding about it. Do you realize that in this story, nobody talks to Paul about what's going on with Paul? Nobody goes up to Paul and says, hey, Paul, this has been said about you. They could have went up, Paul, this is what they said. And Paul said, no, it didn't happen. I, okay, good enough. But no, everybody's talking about Paul, but nobody's going to Paul to talk to Paul about Paul. I find that a lot of times. Everybody would rather talk about the source instead of the one they're talking about. I found out of my military span and everything, and even in churches, that some, someone told something about somebody and it, it buckled my knees. And I, I got really upset about it. And, and I got worried so much about it, I, I, it broke me. Finally, I just, I just went to the person and asked him. I said, hey, this, did this happen? He said, no. Thank the Lord. People would rather talk about the story than going to the source to find the truth about that. Amen. To fix this problem, go straight to the source. Go straight to that person. Listen, to be careful about anyone that comes and tells you a juicy story. And you don't go straight to that person and talk to them about it. If, if somebody comes up and tells you, so listen, I heard brother so-and-so over here, boy, he's down at the bar getting drunk and all that stuff. He said, hey, let's go talk about it. And they said, oh, 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 we don't want to go talk to him. That ought to run a red flag up in a heartbeat. Had a friend, a preacher, had a flat tire, didn't, couldn't get it fixed. And he pulled off the side of the road, but unfortunately where he pulled off the side of the road at was at a bar. This is on a Saturday. No phone. So what does he do? Goes to the bar, goes inside. Can I use your phone? I got a flat. Can't get it fixed. I need to call somebody. Look. One of the church members came by and he was walking out the door of the bar, going to his car, waiting for the truck to come to help fix the thing. And Sunday morning, everybody in church heard that the preacher was down at the bar drunk. Everybody in church. And finally, one of the deacons called him up and said, Preacher, we're just going to have to get rid of you. He said, What have I done? Well, you was at the bar last night. He looked at him. I was. And he said, was you at the bar? He said, yes, I was. Now, you want to know why I was at the bar? What would he do at the bar? Get drunk? No, I went to the bar, used the phone. I had a flat tire and had to call some help. Let's talk to the one that drove by and see me there and didn't stop to help me fix my flat tire. Be careful when somebody comes to tell you something about somebody else and you say, well, let's go talk to them about it. And they say, no, 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 no. Nay, 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 can't do that. That ought to run red flags up in your mind. That, hey, maybe I ought to just check it out. 
We need to get an understanding about what's being said. Get involved, get into it, dig into it, find out what has been said is the truth or not. Because a lot of times we get ourselves in trouble when we start believing something that's not true. Most people assume things. You know what that means. Look at verse 29. For they had seen before with him in the city of and an Egyptian whom they supposed that Paul had brought in the temple. Paul never brought him in the temple. He was on the outside. So they, they, I suppose he had to bring him. He was on the outside, not necessarily. I found this out. The reason why people want to get understanding is because they like the story more than trying to find the truth. They want to believe something nasty and, and dirty is going on in church. I've learned and I'm still learning the understanding on issues in church. Before I move on anything, I mean anything in my life now, I, I dig into it. That's why I make sure when a preacher comes to stand in this pulpit, I, I know him. I, I, I talk to him. I ain't just going to let him step in here and, and throw out some wild things. If you've got questions about something, just go to the person they're talking about. Don't lay in bed at night and give yourself ulcers. I bet she said this about me. I bet he said this about me. I bet they're talking about me right now. You'll go crazy. You'll lose sleep. And the most time, you know who, the, you know who talks about you the most in church? You. You think about you more than anybody else in the church does. I, I have a complex when I'm standing here and, and there's a people over in the corners talking and they look up at me and I start thinking the same thing. They're talking about me. They're talking about me. We do that. And, and if, you, if you let that happen to you, you go home, you lay in bed, you toss and turning, and they have never said a word about you, but you are tossing and turning all night long they said this about me. I bet they don't like me. Do you like you? Then that's all you need to worry about, you. But that's what happens in church. We get so up with ourselves. Just smile at them and blow them a kiss and keep going. Amen. You'll solve the problem. Last thing Paul's done and we see in the text here he gets unmovable because of it what I like Paul from chapter 21 and beyond Paul does not quit because things that were said about him Paul maintains the right testimony the right spirit even so much that even the chief captain of the guards that takes him this guy Starts to like Paul. The one that said he's an Egyptian. The one that said, hey, you was the one that brought 4,000 men out here, murderers. It, this guy's starting to notice Paul. Now, you, now, imagine this. Now, 
Christian, Paul a Christian, you're a Christian. Somebody says something about you and you start throwing a fit, ranting and raving, shaking your fingers, shaking your fist, saying this and that. That captain said, you know what? They must have been right about Paul. He was right about him. Look at how he's acting. But no, the captain watched Paul. Paul kept his testimony. Even what was said about him was wrong. Even what they said and doing about him is wrong. Paul stayed in the right spirit. Paul said, said, you know what? I don't care what they're saying about me. I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing. I, I'm going on. And, and he does it so much that when this captain sees it, and if you read over later on, uh, his uh, Paul's sister, uh, son, hears him overthrown. Well, if they're going to bring Paul out, we're going to kill him. They made a curse with themselves. They wouldn't either drink until Paul was dead. I guess they died because Paul didn't die then. <laughs> But the, is, he, he, he went to Paul and told Paul this. And, and he, Paul said, I want you to go take this man to the captain and tell the captain what you told me. He went and tells the captain that. And the captain said, you know what? He didn't say, all right, bring me four or five guys over here. No, this captain said, I want 200 of these guys. I want 200 of these guys. Bring me some swords. He put a whole platoon around this man. Ain't nothing going to happen to him. It's all because of the character of Paul. Because he didn't lose it, he stayed true to the Word of God, he stayed true to the Spirit of God, he kept his testimony, and it changed this man's looking at him. Paul was shipwrecked on Melita. And there are these barbarians there. And Paul's out gathering woods like Paul does, and this viper reach out and black stone him. Paul shakes it off, throws it in the fire, and these barbarians said, that's a murderer. Sea didn't get him, but that viper did. So they start watching Paul. They're just waiting for him to swell up and die. And they kept watching. Kept watching. They stepped back and said, something right here. This boy must be a god. Because his testimony he hasn't changed. If you stay true to the Word of God, you stay true to the Spirit, you keep your testimony no matter what anybody says out there, sooner or later down the road, they're going to look back and say, you know what, they lied on her. They lied on him. They're they still serving God. They're still walking for God. That was just a lie. And I got caught up in it. Then, then on, when somebody like that comes to them, they said, you know what, I ain't going to believe that. I'm going to check it out myself. Go to the source. Somebody says something about you. Um, get used to it. They're going to say stuff about you. And especially, let me just say this, especially when the church grows and people are getting in the spirit and people get more spiritual and they're growing in God, people are going to start talking about you. Not only people, but other churches start talking about you. You know they must be crazy down there. They're hooping and hollering something going on down there. It ain't right. Nobody in church is supposed to holler. Nobody in church is supposed to have fun. Nobody in church is supposed to laugh. Ain't nobody in church smiles. You just come to hear the word of God. That's the way we are. Get used to it. Go to the source. Don't lose your testimony. Listen, when the snakes come out to bite you, and they will come out to bite you, It'll happen on your job. It'll happen in your family. It'll happen in the church. There will be snakes 
that will bite you. And they will try to infect you with their poison to make you just as bitter as they are. Don't let it happen to you. Just keep living for God. Keep being steadfast, unmovable, always bound in the work of the Lord. Just be faithful. Keep on working for the Lord. Keep on laboring for the Lord. Because the only way to prove the truth of your testimony is what you do with your walk.